And we're live. Today's episode is brought to you by Oreo Cookie, the original. I truly believe. Oh. I truly believe that uh, Oreo is the superior cookie. I think. I think as far as like cheap, like corner store or like grocery store, like off the shelf. It's definitely the driest cookie. Mm. Dry, but my god. It's like uh, yeah, best best store bought cookie you can buy, sure. Yeah, store yeah, well, store bought but like cheap. Yeah, like less than like I don't know, ten bucks or five bucks for. for What's store bought cookies you can get more than ten dollars? I don't know. There's like artisanal stuff, you know, like more like high end stuff. From like fourteenos. I don't know. I'm sure it's out there. Anyways, uh, yeah, Oreos. You know, with Oreos specifically, it's either I eat two or, or the I whole eat box. The whole box. I don't think, and I, and I don't I think have, I've ever eaten two Oreos. Yeah, I've, have you ever mucked a whole box of course. in a night? <laughs> Dude, yeah. you're not a guy unless you've eaten at least a full box yeah. of Oreos. Yeah, sorry. Real guys only moment. Yeah. Facts. Well, that or um, decadent cookies, too. I fuck with decadent. I can't have them. I probably can, but they're made contain. You're so. fine. You yeah. can have them. I can probably have them. Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Mateo has uh, some allergies. As well as don't we own. all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no one's got some allergies as well. Just a few, but I've never met someone who's more just anal and we'll say insecure about his allergies. I think insecure is a good word. Yeah, um, yeah. It's well, it's not something you want to play around with, right? I actually had a reaction uh, earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, got some nu- you got some nuts in your face? <laughs> 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 no, it turns out I have a mild shrimp allergy. Oh. And, uh, you got something shrimp in your face, okay? Yeah, <laughs> it's better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that wasn't fun, but uh, yeah. For those who don't know, Noah is allergic to all fresh fruits and vegetables. At least he says that. But I, I subscribe to the conspiracy that uh, <laughs> it's all a lie. We've been, we've been let this man, this man was at my house the other day, and he just had to look my mom in the eyes and be like, "Be honest. Like, is he lying?" And uh, yeah, most definitely not. Because uh, supposedly it's that you're allowed to eat it. Um, you're allowed to eat it if it's cooked. Like you're allowed to eat any cooked vegetables. Cooked to the point where there's no nu- no nutrients left. That's but I've seen idea. you eat vegetables that I don't know if I would call them cooked to the point where there's no nutrients. Like left. when? I don't know. I've seen well, like okay, garnishes, things like that, right? Um, what were you eating the other day? No gar- I, no garnishes on anything. You so what this argument began over was Chinese food was they which were all the way mushy by the way. Like I can't have grilled. Uh, or steamed vegetables, but mm. again, the vegetables get to a point where like I wouldn't eat them. But if they were touching the noodles, it's not the end of the world, right? Like they're, it probably would have been fine, but I wouldn't have gone all the way so as to eat them like themselves. But the fact that they were touching the noodles isn't a big deal. I'll probably and again, like there's there's a there's a level of guessing game to this point where you, you see know, that that's that's what's insane that's because, because you're you are the most insecure and you know you just won't eat anything well, if there's if a peanut, chance yeah, that, that there's peanuts, peanuts are touching in it. my food if peanuts are touching my food i'm not putting them in my mouth well if you could have cooked peanuts it would be different right you can't have either peanuts that's valid yeah i still just wouldn't take the chance yeah i mean again me taking the chances i'm already cutting out most of the fucking food in the world so i kind of need to, to take the chance at some point or else I won't, won't be able to have anything. Like, I, I shouldn't really be, ever be eating sushi, right, because they're horrible with cross-contamination. I actually go to a, a sushi place called Kin at Dufferin and Shepherd. My boy Kevin, he's the chef, uh, and he knows me there by name. 
Uh, so I'll Show call Kev. I'll, I'll call ahead and they'll be like, Oh no vegetable I'm like, Yeah and they're like, Oh no one and I'm oh, like, yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. And I go in and <laughs> put the phone down with the fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kevin knows me and uh, he'll he'll do good stuff. He'll try and make sure he washes the knives and stuff and just that extra layer of protection and, and comfort is nice. Yeah, absolutely. I really think that um, as allergies kind of grow in not popularity, but oh, become dude. more prevalent, which popularity. which they literally which they are, right, over time. Like there's there's more allergies popping up in newborns across uh, across at least the Western world, um, like that level of comfort and care from restaurants is so great. Like when you go to a restaurant and the oh, ma- yeah. and the manager comes and it's like, oh yeah, there's no, there's no well, there's I no assure uh, you that you know that you we're gonna make sure we, you're taken care of tonight. And it's oh, it's it's fantastic peace of mind versus like a server that is just like yeah 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 you didn't even see them write it down so, and then, yeah I'll let the kitchen know it's like okay but if you don't. <laughs> you know, so for me, it's a pretty it's trivial the, mistake could end up in me being rushed to the hospital. Normally, the nicer the place you go to, the more, you know, like the, the better they are with it. Yeah. But sometimes at the really nice places, they don't write anything down because it's kind of their thing. Right. So if yeah. I'm out with like more than like a couple people and they've taken everyone's orders and then they come to me and I'm like, OK, you guys should you should be really writing this down. Right. Like, yeah. I, I don't see you taking any notes over here. <laughs> champ. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little level of. Uh, are you sure you sure you got that right? And my issue in terms of prevalence is a lot of times these days, like no one people say that they have allergies and they're not actually allergic to shit. My my own grandfather does this where he goes, I'm allergic to cinnamon. He's not actually allergic to cinnamon, he just fucking hates it. Right? So Well, does he have like an intolerance or something no, like that? He, he just literally hates it. And I know other people that do this, but and other servers I've spoken to that, you know, pe- they say that they're allergic to tomatoes just because they really don't like tomatoes, right? So then those are the kind of people that ruin it for guys like us who are actually allergic and people start to care less because it's so prevalent, right? I've never heard anyone make the excuse that they're allergic and do so like... Uh... No one would do it in front of me, but I've heard of people doing it, right? Oh, you've heard, oh okay. You've heard of people doing it. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I mean, also in terms of, I want to talk about prevalence was, so you know I went to, I grew up going to summer camp, and when I first started there. Oh, you pay for friends. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Frat President over here. Um, yeah, Mr. Pays for Friends. But yeah, at least I use my money. Okay. All right, all right, we'll go on. <laughs> we'll, we'll digress. But um, yeah, when I started there, I was there for a span we'll agree of, to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I will never agree to disagree right, that you don't pay for friends. Uh, at least you were the president of douchebags. So, uh, yeah, I was at the top of the totem pole. That's yes, right. the, yeah. the top of the douchebag chain. Top yeah. of the guys who pay for friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so by the time I like when I started at camp versus the time I left camp, I basically created a job for this guy. His name is TJ. Shout out TJ. Uh, his job was Bro, specifically. TJ, I feel like he definitely wasn't born with that name. Like. Being at camp for long enough, your name becomes TJ. Yeah, his name is probably Tyler or something, but his, his name is TJ. TJ yeah. <laughs> so, regardless, his job basically was f- to be my personal chef whenever there was a meal that I couldn't <laughs> eat. So, I would go in and often I got to take advantage of it. If there was a bad meal that I didn't want to eat, right, I could go and get him to get me extra food, right? Um, new food, right? So... I remember specifically, there was this meal at camp, we called it Blobs, and it was tuna salad and chicken salad, like these nasty scoops of it, and like whole wheat, dry pita, like 
nasty, nasty stuff. And no one ate the meal. I, everyone would either eat KD after the meal or, like, they would just eat salad or Cheerios right, or right. whatever else they, they would eat. But I would go and I would get TJ to make me a fresh plate of nachos, okay? <laughs> so not only would I get him to do that for me, I would take that first plate he gave it to me, went and gave it to my cabin. I fed my whole cabin. I then got him to start on wow. the second plate of nachos. But also, in the meantime, while he was cooking it, I would get him – I would get a jug and I'd go and make iced coffee. So I'd be walking back to my table <laughs> during the worst meal at camp. Bro, with who a drinks j- coffee at camp? With, with a j- iced <clears throat> coffee? But like at a, at a kid's camp. Oh, there's staff. The staff, the staff need coffee. Yeah, okay, the staff do. But like you're like sleeping yeah, so in a it's cabin open to with everyone. other kids. You're just you're just sipping coffee. It's in the dining hall. It's in the dining hall. So you we're in the still- dining hall for lunch, and that's when they they provide coffee for everyone. Yeah. Uh, some campers need it too, but yeah, I would go and I would make iced coffee, and I'd come back with nachos, and people were staring at me like, "What the hell? Who the yeah, hell did who, this guy sleep with? Who's yeah? That he <laughs> that he got to have these lick. kind of perks exactly. Um, but yeah, so by the time I left camp though. TJ's job was to be the allergy and, you know, gluten intolerance person for like a hundred kids at camp because theoretically everyone has uh, some level ooh, of, of it, something, right? So it was so weird to see his entire like career trajectory happen. And there's yeah. like a full on section of where you go to to go see TJ and other people underneath him now. And it was, it was pretty crazy. Bro. Wow. TJ starting an empire. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding kids with allergies. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. What else? What else is new with you, Mateo? Tell me, uh, tell me what's going on I got sprayed by a skunk this weekend oh, okay. <laughs> at four in the morning. Um, yeah, so well, we were at a, we were at a nice a nice big house party. Met some cool people. It was a good time. And my parents were up north. I had the house to myself. And I came home. And always when I come home, and it's just me alone. And you see your dog. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I I let my dog out because I feel bad. He's been alone for a couple hours, right? So I open the garage. And he goes and runs outside. And it's four in the morning, so there's nobody around. But I hear a bark, and he, I just see him dart. I'm like, what? like, what? And then I see him run back. And his head is, like, digging into the ground, like, like, uh, like he's confused or something. And uh, I walk towards him. And immediately, <laughs> right away... <laughs> The whiff. Just the worst smell I think I've ever I've ever smelled. Like the worst smell I've ever smelled. It literally smelled like if gasoline could take a dump. Like that's what it would smell like. It, it smelled like like a waste byproduct or like a, a waste product of gas. Oh. So gross. Um You never been sprayed by a skunk before? No, have you? Yeah. Well. Damn. So I get sprayed. And so does my dog. I'm not far from him at this point, so like I got like sprayed as well, right? I just didn't see the thing at the time, and I just see it running off. I'm like, oh my god, we just got sprayed by a skunk. So I go inside. I'm like, I don't even know how to clean this, right? Like, there's like a there's like a special procedure that like usually you do involves yeah, like, like tomato involves juice like or tomato yeah. tomato juice and like. Everybody I asked was like, yeah, tomato juice. I'm like, how, is like, this where common, do you get tomato juice? Is this common knowledge? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just like get the sugo from the basement. Yeah. <laughs> actually, Tell me you're Italian without yeah, telling me you're Italian. Yeah, yeah it would have worked out pretty well. Um, just fucking throwing Birkin in the cantina. <laughs> close the door. <laughs> He'd come out a new dog. But no, oh. literally, like he got, he, got, he got it worse than I did. He got it so bad that he, he's a white dog and his forehead was yellow. Oh, that's what the oils the were like the the oils were like lodged into the hair on his head. Um so I got back, I'm tired and I just want to go to bed and now I have to like bathe him 
and then myself for like at least an hour. I saw you the next day and you didn't smell bad. I was surprised. Me too. Me too. I really <laughs> thought I was. Doesn't that shit linger for like days? I, unless you use I literally, I took my clothes off and I threw them outside and they stayed outside for the night. Cause I'm like, I'm not letting it. To be honest, it still lingers in the garage because the snake was there. Uh, snake. The skunk was really close to the garage at the time. Uh, and I've been having trouble getting that smell out of the garage oh. now. So I'm good. Um, I was, I'm surprised by the fact that I was able to get it out after that night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it required a lot of scrubbing. A lot of scrubbing. It was not fun. I do not recommend that anybody listening goes and gets sprayed by a skunk. Well, worst case, take your dog to the groomer after and, and make him very smooth. When, where is he? Oh, is he, is he, he's upstairs? Fuck. Yeah, he ran upstairs. Yeah, he, uh, he, looks, he looks very handsome today. He does. He's, he's a little cutie. Yeah. yeah. We'll uh, we'll post a photo for those who. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Today's snack. <laughs> Birkin. Birkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Birkin the dog. He's a good boy. Um, except he's an idiot and goes and runs after skunks. Well, he's good. Well, no, he's he's not a good boy. He's quite literally the worst dog. I've I've. I think he's a great met. dog. He's better now. He used to be horrendous. He bit yeah. me. He bit me twice. And keep he in bit mind you. He bit you. If, he you bit, if he bit you, you would have, like, marks. He bit me on my nose. I have a picture of a scar on my nose. He bit me twice. How do you not remember this? You're like, you, and you just undermine everything. You're like, no, you're fine. I'm like, he caused blood. He drew blood. So I really look forward to us upgrading the video because eventually viewers will be able to see this as well. But Noah gets a certain face when he's being, has a certain face on when he's being dramatic. <laughs> so capped. Speaking with there couldn't be more capped. Oh, dude, I literally find the photo. Fam, that is so capped, bro. I'll find the photo. <laughs> bro, that was not fam of you. Bro, and, he, and you know this that all dogs love me. It's just a thing, right? And Yeah, not all of them. Birkin now, but Birkin from the beginning was just a, a horrible fucking dog. He no. didn't listen to you guys, and you know why? You guys just neglected to train him. Speaking of. Uh, of bad relationships with dogs. Noah threw a cookie at one of our friends. It fell to the ground. My dog ate it. And there was chocolate in that cookie. So, you know what? Firstly. Maybe he knows. Did your dog live? Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. He was fine. Still not a nice gesture. By the way, did I tell you... Firstly, you know Savage was asking for it. So, secondly, um, did I ever tell you about my cousin's dog that loves chocolate? Like, I'm not <laughs> this dog. His name was Shadow. I mean, he, I, no, no, no. He had diabetes because he loved chocolate so much. Like, Reese's Puffs were his favorite fucking But thing it's not about the... On planet Earth. No, he ate so much sugary food, and it, and it, it contributed to his diabetes. And okay, yeah, okay. They can get diabetes, legs. but specifically when they have chocolate, don't they have, like, some other, like, health issue that they undergo that, like, yeah. requires immediate and attention? And he's totally fine. And he's just built different. There's a lot... Dude, dude it's a lot of dogs. Like, it, it, it's, a, it's a myth that all dogs are so horribly allergic to chocolate that it'll kill them. Dogs have, like, a weird diet. Like, you can't feed them grapes, apparently. Is that a choking hazard? I think it's, I think it's, it's grapes. A... Uh, no, I don't, think, I don't think it's a choking hazard. Did you know that you're supposed to cut grapes in half before you give them to the children? Because it's a choking hazard? Yeah, maybe if they don't have, like, teeth. No, like, even if they have teeth, like... You shouldn't Yo, get a better even esophagus or uh, <laughs> throat canal. Just, just beef that thing up. Trachea. Trachea? Trachea. Bro, neither of us are science people. I guarantee none of those it's, are the correct term. It's trachea. Uh, it's trachea. Term, yeah. it's, no, I, I, or windpipe, if you say it. Windpipe. You know how I got, uh, I got a penny stuck in my windpipe? What? Did <laughs> I ever tell you the story? <laughs> when I was six. I can make a really insensitive joke right now, but I'm going to stay away from it. Go for it. I, I, you're right. I'm Jewish. I just I needed I needed to get that penny. Uh, 
if that's where you're going. But no, so my sister and I were sitting in our family room. I was six, she was about nine. And I was hula hooping, as one does uh, when they're six. And I was throwing this penny up and down and catching it in my mouth and then just putting it back into my hand. And then just whilst hula hooping, because again, I was a talented kid. But I did that and there was a lot of saliva in my mouth and I, I kind of just had to swallow. We could all use a little childlike energy in our lives nowadays. Oh, for sure. Okay. If you own a hula hoop, you should get a hula hoop. Right over there. Remember that? <laughs> you literally do. <laughs> Mateo goes, yo, I can't hula hoop. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I, I just can't hula hoop. I'm like, how do you even know that? He goes, I just, I, I got one one day. I wanted to see if I could fucking hula hoop. Can you now? And I, mm, for like maybe 10 seconds. That's not bad. But I wish, I might still do this, but when I got it, everybody that would come over, I was like, yo, you can hula hoop, right? right? And everybody's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and I get it and they'd shit the bed, right? That's so funny. So I wanted to make like a video compilation of, of everybody just trying, trying to hula hoop. failing yeah. miserably. Well, think about it. When's the last time anyone has fucking hula hooped? Like 15 years at least? Probably. Okay, yeah. regardless, this story, uh, I had to swallow this penny. So I swallowed. Fortunately, you know when you swallow something and it goes down the air hole and then you start choking? Mm-hmm. I swallowed the penny down the air hole. And it got lodged in there and like slanted though, so it could still let in air. But I just started wheezing. Bro, it's kind of gangster. Right? So, how? I'm just talking cash. <laughs> right, eat cash. <laughs> so my sister runs out. She grabs my mom and she saved my life. And immediately my mom came in. On the way to the hospital, she calls poison control for some reason, and they're like, "Don't worry about the poison. Worry about the fucking object in his throat." So I went to sick kids. They. Did immediate. Can that poison you? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Copper poisoning or something. I don't know. Uh, rust. If there was rust, it was a, if it was a mm. rusty penny. Yeah. But regardless, they did the surgery on me to remove the penny, and the penny is still in the sick kid's wall of fame. You can actually go and and see it because they have a wall of all the shit that kids have either put up their nose or swallowed or whatever, and it's just like the funniest fucking shit, like wow. action figures and stuff. Uh, but yeah, my penny's up there. It's pretty sweet. That's hilarious. What's also equally just sad, sad to think about all the things that they couldn't get out. <laughs> you think there's a wall, <laughs> a wall of shame in the bit? That's wall. terrible. I'm not even going to say that out loud. That's horrible. Oh, well, I mean, look, have you seen that, like, the x-rays of, like, the things that people put up their butt? Like, someone put, like... Yeah, like Hot Wheels. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Someone put a Buzz Lightyear, and then it opened. Like, oh. it, it, <laughs> like the, the wings. The wings, yeah. So, yeah. so, they, so they, they trapped, they couldn't get it to out. infinity. <laughs> <laughs> and you're behind and your ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, that reminds me of uh, that one story well okay I initially thought that like calling poison control for that was kind of silly and it reminded me of this of a similar story of my friend who I was talking to yesterday who uh, suffered from appendicitis once which friend is this we know him I don't, do, I don't like do, name dropping. Do we get a name or do we have to keep an anonymous guest like that? Uh, uh, I don't like, 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 like name like dropping unless guest. I have their consent. But it's a, it's a good friend of mine. All good right, dude. Um, so he suffered from appendicitis, which if you have appendicitis, if you have appendicitis, uh, it's pretty serious. It's nothing to really joke around about. Yeah, you could die if it bursts like inside you. Yeah, like once you have it, you don't... Um, you you don't want to delay. You want to get to the hospital yeah. right away. Like apparently, I think it's something like inside of your appendix. If it like leaks or bursts, if it ruptures, once, once it bursts, it can, yeah, it can kill you. Yeah, it has like enough like white blood cells in it to kill you. Yeah. yeah, it's toxic for you. Anyways, I'm a science guy. Apparently. Yeah, that's right. Talks cash and science. Um, so they're on the way to the hospital. So it's it's this kid who's I don't remember how old he was at this time. He was probably like maybe 16, 17, something like that, and then his parents are driving him to the hospital 
and they say, okay, let's go to the hospital. But on the way to the hospital, they're like, oh, crap, we forgot we need milk. What? So they pull over to Shoppers Drug Mart. Like for the for the hospital or like for no, back No, no, no. Like okay. they, they, like, they need home. groceries. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So they pull over to Shoppers <laughs> The kid is dying in the back of the car, like rolling around and wincing in pain. Like appendicitis is bad. Like yeah, if yeah, you yeah. get it, it hurts. Like, yeah. you, like it's hard to move, right? Yeah. So he was... In horrible pain. They're getting milk on the way, too. Like, they couldn't have gone, gone Did they, the did they go back. drop it off back at home, too, in case, in case it was going to go bad? What a, what a, what a ridiculous... You just sit in your car and get warm for however long? Like, of all things to fucking get. Yeah, milk, too, right? Parents so are like, Might as well just buy ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. In, in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. So, I uh, I feel for him. That was, uh, <laughs> that was not fun. What else has happened to me recently? Um... Nothing you too came to crazy. Israeli night? I came to Israeli night on Sunday. You ever, see, you ever see more Jewish people in one place? Uh, you, ever I, been, you ever been to Bar Mitzvah or Bar Mitzvah or anything? I don't think so, no. It's kind of like one big bar Bar Mitzvah. I've definitely seen more Jews in one place, though. Um, been to Tel Aviv? <laughs> no, like I, I used to date a Jew, Jewish girl way back when and go to like Jewish events and stuff the like barrel. that. No, not quite. Yeah, that that could actually be on par. Like, that place got pretty busy, um, but uh, yeah. What else? Nothing. Nothing crazy. Been reading a lot recently. Yeah. Reading a lot. I started reading um, Peterson's new book, uh, oh, 12, Twelve More, more? Rules. Yeah. yeah. So, man, that the first chapter in it is is like just solid stuff. Solid stuff. Uh, so, I love Jordan Peterson. Just about anybody tell, who who is tell, anybody tell, who, tell, them, tell them what you just most recently purchased. Anybody who knows me and has spoken to me for like more than an hour knows that I love this guy. Um, he was kind of like, kind of just right place, right time. Like his his rise to fame it was uh, really inspiring for me at, at, at that point in my life. I kind of needed that yeah. that voice, and it wasn't there at the time. So, um, the book he this is the second in a set of two books. The first one being 12 rules, the second being 12 more rules. And it's broken up into rule chapters, right? And each chapter is a rule. And the first one in the, sec- in the second book is do not carelessly denigrate social institutions or creative achievement. Yep. Um, so the way this guy writes, it's really difficult. Not difficult, but it's like unintuitive because he'll like start one thing that seems completely unrelated to the topic. And then, and then he'll get and then there. Jump to something else that's completely unrelated, but talk about how those are connected and that connection is what's linked to the point. His thesis of, of, his, of her, yeah, that rule. Right? Yeah. And it, he's very unique in that you'll listen to him speak. You'll completely lose sight of the topic that he's talking about. But whatever, like the overarching topic, but the specific thing he's talking about is also so interesting that you're like, yeah. shit, how do we even get here? But it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, whatever. This is, I'm in for yeah. the ride, right? Um, well, he talks about some... Sorry, did, go on. Didn't he also talk about in that first chapter about our, our buddy boys? Yeah, that so, was crazy. So shout out to to Matt Blois. Firstly, Our, uh, we have a, a buddy who worked at the at the keg, and he started there. I think he was a busboy, and within a year of working there, he started listening to Peterson and, and took that kind of momentum and you know gave it gave everything his all into what he was doing, and he got like three promotions within like, like six, or six, eight months six or months like or something. So he kind of told us this story, and then he when he met Peterson, uh, that he came into his restaurant. Um, he told him this, and like he had, they had a nice little like moment, whatever, right? So well, okay, he so told the, us this like uh, like about a year ago. And so, the, so the way it worked was, um, so there was this guy we know, and he said he was just like kind of down in the dumps, 
and then he realized that he shouldn't be so miserable about his circumstance, started taking everything pretty seriously, and he was able to see the fruits of his labor pretty quickly, and things just started to get better for him. And it was a direct result of listening to Dr. Peterson and just kind of like embodying what he talks about. And um, Peterson, living in Toronto, happened to go to the restaurant that this guy was serving at. And and, uh, yeah, so our buddy tells Peterson the story. He's amazed by it. He talks about it in a lecture. I'm like, damn, that's pretty cool, right? I had no idea that it was our buddy that he was talking about. So when my buddy tells me, yeah, I met him and I told him this, I'm like, you're that guy. You're that guy. No <laughs> way. That is so cool, right? And then I'm reading the book a year later. and he's, Three full no, pages about page him. <laughs> 19, page 19 and page 20 talks about him. Yeah. First time I read it, I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. So now that that guy has that uh, that page ripped out of the book and like pasted up on his wall or something like that. I Probably. Think. Yeah. yeah. So uh, cool stuff. Anyways, that first chapter talks about some really... Sorry, really, we, we had a Peterson moment where we... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, really interesting stuff. I actually love this guy so much that I recently purchased... Uh, it was between... Probably between three and $400 I spent <laughs> on a custom <laughs> hand-sculpted uh, like bust of Jordan Peterson. So, it's sitting in my room right now. For, for those of you who don't know Mateo, Mateo doesn't spend his money on a lot of things or a lot of stupid things, but then just out of the blue, he'll just drop like... Two to four hundred dollars on like randomly obscure specific shit, and this so happened to be one of them. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. It was like, like I'm pretty frugal when it comes to like big expenses. Yeah. I don't treat myself with a crazy amount of things, right? Like the uh, last expensive thing I bought was that, and then before that was like probably my like home gym setup here. Uh, yeah, how about that like thing? A, how about that thing dangling on your chest over there? Oh yeah, that was pretty cool too. But anyways, there are certain things that it's just like they completely pass every like mental barrier I have to making a purchase where I just see it I'm like okay yeah that's mine like no problem and that was one of those things there was no second guessing it there was no thinking about it um, it's really freaky it's really uh, it's really lifelike like when I unpa- unpackaged it my dog was looking at this bust of this fucking old professor and um, ran away because he was terrified of it so shout out to Quinton McCann who sculpted that for me good dude good dude um, yeah Big shout out. Yeah, anyways, the book is really solid. Goes over a lot of cool topics. This is the stuff I'll talk about is just from the first chapter. Um, so one of the things he talks about is how do we like know what like socially acceptable behavior is? It's an obvious answer, but basically we outsource it. Like we don't try to determine it ourselves. Either we observe how others act or we act out ourselves and then watch how people re- react to either our actions or the actions of others, right? Yeah. Basically, we let others tell us as much as we observe others. More importantly, we rely on our communication with each other to keep ourselves in check, right? To keep our minds organized. And this is, this is a really interesting point. He's, a, he's like a, a clinical psychologist. So people who are like really down in the dumps will go see this guy to like basically get their lives in order. Like something is wrong with me. My life is not sustainable or worth living. Help me find a reason to live. Yeah. Right. So he goes, one thing he deals with a lot one thing I deal with a lot, he says, is uh, people who just don't talk enough. People that are isolated. People that don't have the opportunity to just speak to one another. Um, as a result, their minds are very disorganized. Their minds are very chaotic. And I kind of thought that I thought about that in the context of my own life, specifically in like my working life. Like I've had so many questions. Uh, moments where I've wanted to ask someone a question and the moment I say it out loud 
the answer appears to me, even yeah. though I thought about it for like half an hour. Yeah, yeah. But the moment I voice it, I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I, like, like <laughs> there's something about literally the act of speaking yeah. or writing it out, getting it like outside of you in a way, producing it yeah. uh, beyond a thought. That is that is really important. So. You know, that, that like saying that, keeping your mind organized by like communicating specifically is like probably like a like a revelation for a lot of people, um, especially nowadays when it feels like we're kind of atomized. People nowadays probably have less genuine relationships than they did like let's say 20, 30 years ago before yeah. phones were everywhere, technology kind of influenced everybody's lives. Well, yeah, it goes, it goes back to that point we were talking about of, you know, how many people journal versus how many people totally, right, like don't have any sort of self-reflection or self-awareness and... Um, yeah, I read, read Peterson's book and, and I really loved that first chapter and he talked about, you know, social norms are social norms for a reason, right? Yeah. The reason why they're in place is because normally they're good practice, right? Like they're things that you should be doing. You shouldn't be going against the grain for the sake of going against the grain. And something that I, I spoke to someone about recently, it was a, I was po- poised with a very interesting question. Someone asked me, if you could know any statistic in the world... Like if you could know any statistic about yourself or about anyone, what statistic would you want to know? And I was can like, I, try to answer I was that? like, so sure you can, but I, I said, ooh, like, like, give me a second, like, let me, let me, let me think about it. And I took a full day to think about it. Go ahead if you want to answer it right now. Yeah, just a full day of complete silence. Just uh, ah, fuck, I don't know. That's that would probably take me a day to it's figure a, out. It's too. a tough question. So we were talking about how like it's so interesting to think about. Peterson's a perfect example of it. He sees so many people's at their low. But what their low is compared to other people's lows, right? Some guy thinks that his life is the end of the world, or you know he's doing so horribly in life. But this would be, uh, you know, one of Peterson's greatest accomplishments for another one of his patients, right? Like to see the the varying levels of what people think rock bottom is, right? And to me, what I kind of came up with the the solution that I to the answer to this question is in terms of anxiety and depression, I want to know what my baseline is statistically compared to everyone else, right? What, do you, what? what does that mean? In terms of like the idea that if someone says like, oh, I'm anxious and I'm depressed, right? Right. You don't know what your baseline is compared to the rest of the world, right? You could be- Define baseline. Like your levels of anxiety, like your level of anxiety that you're feeling right now could be a, a guy's normal day, right? Like it, and-, and Yeah, well that's- normal that's, day, right? Yeah. So compared to everyone else, where where do you fall in that but in that spec? There's uh there's a kind of not a simple it's answer. It's impossible not, to know. No, right? it's it's actually very easy to know. It's, it's trait neuroticism. So you know the big five personality traits. Yeah. It's like agreeableness, uh, conscientiousness, and uh, it'll take, it'll take me a minute. Yeah, it'll take me a minute. To, <laughs> one of them is neuroticism. That's like literally anxious. Isn't the perfect word? Isn't a synonym for it? But like I think a lot of it is just like anxiousness. It, it, what is, what is a neurotic? Here, hold one sec. Define neurotic. I'm talking to Siri. Having caused by or related to neurosis. Thanks, Siri. <laughs> okay. Define neurosis. The act of neuroticism. <laughs> <laughs> A relatively mild mental illness that is not caused by organic disease involving symptoms of stress, brackets, depression, anxiety, obsessive behavior, hypochondria, but not a radical loss of touch with reality. So some people are in a way just kind of more like high strung and nervous by nature and <clears throat> women in particularly are uh, on average higher in neuroticism than men which is why um, depression and anxiety tends to 
affect women more often. Um, so yeah, to, to kind of, to kind of, to your point there, like, yeah, we, we do know where a lot of that comes from. A lot of it is personality based, but so, I mean, yeah, we know what that is statistically, but I, I'm talking about you and your person, yourself, where you fall in the spectrum. Like, are you it's high a, on neuroticism or low on neuroticism? Exactly. You can like take a test and like, you can find out. I'm, what I'm saying is there's no way that those tests can actually, like you can chalk it up to every fucking symptom in the world because it's going to ask you on a scale from one to 10, how neurotic are you? And you're going to say seven, but is well, your they, seven different than, is your seven someone else's three, right? Like you, you have no, it's so impossible for me to you and to, uh, for me and you to sit here and compare who's more anxious or who's more who's more neurotic. How would we compare that to one another? It's I th- I think you can do that by like because everything's kind of relative, right? Like it's relative to the general population. So you ask you ask a hundred thousand people uh, the same question, right? Like um, you're at a party. What is the likelihood that you will meet new people? That you will by your, on your own accord, like you will start a conversation with a new person. Or um, pretty high. Or, for example, let's say, um, like you were cooking and you left the house in a rush. What is the likelihood that you leave the house and are then worried, struck with fear that like you left, you the, left the oven the, on, the or, or like yeah. you didn't lock your locker going to class or something like that, right? Yeah. So th- those are all like I, like tangible worries and anxious and and almost examples of anxiety, right? But I'm talking about I'm talking about the overarching like just term of when you feel anxious, period, right? If you're feeling depressed, period, I want to know how that ranks compared to the average individual. And because to be honest with you, it would give you just a sense of, I guess, complacency of, of, okay, like I'm doing okay, or I'm not, right? Like, or validation. For, so for example, I have the perfect example. When I had back surgery uh, about four years ago, Leading up to surgery, I, I was in nine months of severe, severe nerve pain. Nerve pain, unfortunately, is seemingly like undiagnosable by just looking at me, right? It, it's an invisible pain that just shoot, sharp shooting, fiery pain down my leg, right? And there got to a point where it was a girl I was seeing at the time that was almost like, are you like faking this, right? Like she was like just questioning the severity of this. Right now I was like, God, I mean, I'm just like, no one And you're allergic to fruits and vegetables? <laughs> Get the fuck out of so here. Listen, I was like, look, no one really understands and can validate like how much pain I'm in, right? Eventually, I got an MRI, and I met with the surgeon, and he looks at my MRI, and he goes, whoa! He goes, bro, your disc is severely herniated. He looks at me, and he goes, you must be in so much pain. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like dude, I, and seriously, like that moment, like I wow. mentally felt like so like seen and so heard, and so it was really a beautiful, so I'm saying like, if some for someone who is really anxious or really depressed, right, to be told like, oh yeah, like you're in the bottom ten percent of of people, right? Like you're extremely high in trait exa- neuroticism, right? Like, like yeah. that would that would make a lot of people feel validated. Or for like example, walking around in the public space of a library is is kind of a freaky experience for you, like just being seen by other people. Yeah. Like, it, like, but I'm saying, or it could do the opposite effect, where it could be like, hey, it could give you the wake up call, like your life isn't that bad, right? Like if you're in the top ten percent of of neuroticism, and really everyone else is baseline way more neurotic than you. Yeah. Well, I think I, I could be wrong about this, but I think it's one of those things. I think neuroticism is like to some degree controllable, like. Like and everybody knows this. Just do like a breathing exercise, or go, or get some physical exercise, yeah. Or like fix your diet, or get more sleep, right? Um, you can do any of those things to kind of calm yourself down. Like everybody has a routine of, of something that they do that helps them like chill out. Fuck, I know people that 
listen to the sound of the rainforest. Oh yeah, or like whale sounds. Whatever. We <laughs> yeah. <Whoa. laughs> uh, nothing puts me to bed like some fucking whales moaning beneath the sea. For me, it's uh, army cadences. Sorry? <laughs> Army cadences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like a bunch of them saying, and then you're like, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> ones, they really calm me down. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You feel that you know you're, you know you're protected. Uh, definitely. By the way, viewers, uh, get back to us on uh, if you could know any statistic in the world, what would you want to know? That's a, that's a good question. That is an extremely good question. Yeah. I mean, okay, I think, I think the best way to, to start to answer that question would be to ask yourself, what question do you want answered most? Because yeah. then you could reverse, yeah. in your, uh, a statistic, reverse engineer a statistic, a statistic from there. To, to so what's the, what's, question? what question, what is the one question of, of your entire life, your entire existence that you would like to have answered? Do you know it? Um, personally, no. I feel like I just came up with like what a lot, I think a lot of people would like to know. Is if you could bait base because everyone this is what goes back to the whole ego, is space real ego thing. <laughs> What's statistic of space? Bro, I know people that don't you, believe space is real. No, you don't. No, they think the Earth is a dome. Uh, no, you the, don't. The globe is actually not a globe; it's shaped like a donut. Um, you do not know people that who N- ma. <laughs> I'm not going to name drop this, man. I, I know you want me to. Pause, pause the video and name drop this right <laughs> I'll now. tell you after. How about that? <laughs> Ooh, in, the, in the right... This is a, someone... Bro, have you ever been to this, space? Hold on. This, <laughs> I been, promise you no, it's, no, not, no. it's not me, by the I've way. I've been <laughs> skydiving, okay? And I can see the curvature of the Earth and understand it's a fucking globe and not a donut. Did you see the curvature of the Earth when we went skydiving? Absolutely. Did you not? I don't recall. I have pictures that have the curvature of the Earth in them. Yeah. That was, that was one of the major things. 13,000 feet up. You look Maybe around. it's... Uh, I tell any flat earther, go skydiving. You'll, you'll no longer be a flat earther. What's the 3D version of a semicircle? Maybe it's the, that. The, the 3D version of a semicircle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. I know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. You're an idiot. Um, I can't believe... I'm not an idiot. I'm not saying that the that space doesn't You're exist. saying the, the Earth is a 3D semicircle. Bro, someone is listening to this right now really hoping that we would get into a like a... Serious discussion. What, what is the best question we could ask? I'm out here. Is space real? Okay. What what I came to... Yo, let me go did back dinosaurs and this have dicks? Okay, stop it. No, seriously, did they? Because they were never drawn with them. And proportionally, they were probably fucking huge. Maybe some of them were dragging along the floor every time they were running around. Right? All right. Take a deep breath. You ever think about that? I, I don't think about that because I'm not a fucking You've never moron. thought about it, though? No, I've never thought You've about never it. You've never seen a picture of a dinosaur and been like, okay. I also so understand when it, it comes to fucking art and it's the same reason that the, the, the David by Michelangelo, his cock is tiny, right? Well, maybe they couldn't confirm that they had cocks because there was no Confirm. Bones, right? Firm. Let's go on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, let me go back to answering uh, answering the question with a possible answer that has nothing to do with dinosaur cock or <laughs> <laughs> semicircle spheres of space. Um, I think a, what a lot of people want to know. Semisphere? <laughs> semisphere. You heard me. <laughs> semisphere? Yeah, it's like half a sphere. Yeah, that oh, actually, yeah I'm going to Google that. Right. But go on. Half a globe. Um, it goes back to people's egos, right? And people want to feel a sense of belonging, right? And to feel like they are like there's somebody out there and for wanted. me. No, not even that. I think I think it's by the people in their lives, right? Semispheric. 
Definitions.com. Let's dub, go. Dub for no. Um, semi-spheric. But yeah, no, I think a lot of people want to know, especially with the people that they have surrounded themselves with, if they are really liked and, and are want to be around them, right? I think that's a, a, a level of anxiety that I think a lot of people feel. They look around their own friend group and, and some people, because I've also seen it as like a common trend where people like post like, oh, like, doesn't it suck to be that one friend that your friend group seemingly doesn't invite to shit, right? Like, that's got to be a horrible fucking feeling. And wouldn't it be nice to just confirm, like, if you would ask, I guess a question statistically would be uh, on a scale, on a statistic between zero to 100%, 100% being, you know, the best friends of my life, like, loves, they love me to death what percentage do my friends and the people that I, I keep around me, you know, really want me to be around them? Hmm. You think that's the most important question? I don't think it's the most asked. important. And again, again, not for me personally, because I know obviously, yeah. as I hang around you and, and uh, you made me feel so loved. Yeah, I love <laughs> hmm. what, it, what, is, what is the most important question of like, well, it requires a statistic. So maybe instead of saying, I was going to say, like, what's the meaning of life? But you can't, yeah, no, you you can't, can't back can't, it up with you a can't, statistic. You can't go into the future. Like, you can't, be, you can't be asking questions that have anything to do with the future because yeah. you can't boil that down. I wasn't going statistic. into the future. I was going to say, like, in the context of a question, like, what's the meaning of life? But I think the meaning of life is that there is no meaning of life. Well, the meaning of your life, half of it's still yet to be written, more than half, right? Like, it, it's, it happens in the future. It will happen in the future. It's whatever you decide it to be. Yeah, like, I... Like, I don't know. I struggle with this, but I think the the dominant argument in my mind is like um, life, like the meaning of life is whatever you attribute meaning to. Like Ooh. that's the, that's like one of the best parts of living is that you get to as, like pers- like ascribe what prescribe whatever meaning to it that you would like. Um, yeah. For other people, it's like what are you looking at? I'm looking for a post that I saw recently. So there's a monk that I follow. A monk. Uh, as a monk. <laughs> he's a former monk. Bro, this guy in Tibet. Bro, this guy studies, his man. Name is, his name is Corey Mascara. Um, Sorry, his name's Corey? Corey Mascara. There are no monks named Bro, Corey. look at this man. He was a monk. He's on the left. Bro, what, what is he... Practice monkhood in, in, in the St. Clair subway in station? The really, bro? <laughs> Corey? The mon- Corey the monk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Really, bro? It was this post that's saying... fucking ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> he drives a Ford F-150. Um, all right, so it says problem... Really finding himself. Listen, it says problem. I can't figure out my life's pur- purpose. Response, what if you made being in this moment fully your life's purpose? The logic behind that is the pressure to have a singular life focus can thwart our, our ability to see that we're given an opportunity to live with purpose in every single moment. I think that's a non-answer. No, it's not. It's it's saying that rather than being overwhelmed with trying to boil down your life into to one purpose and have that one purpose that you might never eventually, you know, fulfill, it's rather important to live in this moment and make each moment that you're living, I guess, that much more. And for me, it's memorable, right? Like, that's what I think the meaning of life is, to just have as memorable a life as possible. Or even just the opposite of regret. Yeah. Like you don't want to regret anything. 100%. I want right? to live my life with no regrets so that when I'm, I'm faced on deathbed, I can look back and go, yeah, I did it right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I started a podcast. <laughs> uh, that's right. I'm a yes man. Yeah. Like we've talked about this. Just being, being a yes man is just saying yes to every opportunity that could potentially make a great memory. Right? Totally. That's why you should be. Totally. I had a, 
aspiring to be. A revelatory experience earlier this year. There's no way that's a word. Yeah, revelatory. Like it's like a I understand revelation, but there's no way revelatory is a word. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, legit. Um, Go ahead. And I was talking with someone who might as well have been a monk because this guy had his shit figured out. And he gave me the advice Sorry, that on. I needed in the moment. Revelatory. Revealing something hitherto unknown. That's, That's right. That's right, bro. That's how advanced I am. Hitherto. The words that I'm using in the definition use the word hitherto. That's how, that's how far <laughs> ahead I am. <laughs> hitherto. Go ahead. Hitherto. Please hitherto mean? Please, please hitherto. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start using that. Hitherto means like, like concurrent with this. Um, you know, hither to the conversation we were having earlier. Um, that was perfect. That was, that was well done. That was, that was good sentence use. Yeah. What the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> uh, you were about to go off and tell a story about. Oh yeah, the monk. Yeah. <laughs> and I was telling, I was telling my buddy, who's a mutual friend of this guy, who introduced me to this guy. I was like, damn, this guy's like got it figured out. He gave me some really solid advice that I like. Basically, it's a, it feels impossible for me to disagree with or turn away. And he goes, "Yeah, man, that guy's like connected, man. He's like a fucking shaman. Like he's like, he's like, he's in touch with himself." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, like facts, facts." So you you say to shaman, "Is I met a dude recently? Facts. Hit, hit the facts bell. I met a dude recently that was telling me about his shaman. Right? Like people have shamans and like have like spiritual shamans. And I guess also if you go on like ayahuasca trips, right? Like you. Oh, you need you, like you a need guide. A shaman. Yeah, yeah, you need yeah. a guide to to show you the way." And yeah, I was uh, I was having a conversation with a friend recently just about about ego death as a as a contemplation with uh, something to do with uh, LSD, and he was asking, you know, is there like a way that I can kill my ego because I can feel it starting to grow back, right? And I'm like, well, for starters, the idea that you could acknowledge it being there and that you're actively trying to Stop it. That's a start. That's a that's a great Acknowl- start. Acknowledging bro. anything is the that's, first step to defeating first step anything. A hundred percent. Like it, it's a great start that that ninety percent of the people aren't doing right. So you're already way ahead of the curve. The other thing is take, taking copious amounts of drugs that will will help you have that ego death experience. But it's up to him. You ever hear about how people can have like hallucinogenic experiences just by like following breathing routines? Yeah. Dude, you ever heard about that? Dude, I had one of the craziest experiences in my life was I was trying. <laughs> oh, you had it? No, no, I had it. I, it was grade eleven. I'm not kidding. I was trying to like study for something, and I like had to like. Bro, just listen, just listen, just listen. Okay. Careers in civics. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Geography, bro. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I'm gonna be a. Yo, I, I think did careers. In, get ready like for this. Sap class, or dude. Something. I took careers in civics. You know what my number one career opportunity was for me based on my personality test? Podcast. Podcast. Bellhop. <laughs> Hit the bell. Hit Bellhop, bell. bro. Bellhop. <laughs> it, it, it was fucking destiny. you imagine? <laughs> you was a bellhop? Yeah. You're not getting any tips. No tip, bro. <laughs> I'm not giving no you No offense tip. to bellhops, but like. <laughs> Sorry for all the bellhops listening right now. <laughs> we don't mean to throw you under the bus. Uh, <laughs> throw you under the elevator shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mean to throw you under the cart, but um, okay, what was okay? I was saying I had to study for this thing, so I found this like app that was um, hypnosis for like going to like fall asleep, but it'll help you like remember the shit you you just studied right before bed. So, so I started taking shit, this like, like hour long no joke. It was this hour long thing, and it 
put me in this state of relaxation where it was like, okay, you can relax and you're going to start like from your toes and then like from your toes up to your knees. And like a guided meditation uh, thing. Yeah. So, but listen, I was lying on my bed and I got to the point where my whole body, I'm not exaggerating, was asleep, but my mind was still awake. And it was this like British woman. And then she basically woke up and she goes, and now you're noticing that you can't move your body, but your mind is still fully awake. And I... I started shitting my pants. I was like, someone needs to save me right now. Like, what the f- I started having a fucking panic attack, but could like, uh, not move. It's like I'm you not induced, uh, like, sleep paralysis upon yourself. You yeah. ever had sleep paralysis? It's like a, it's a fucking lucid dreams, right? No, lucid dream is when you can control everything. Yeah, no. Then you're right. Sleep paralysis. I might. Have you ever had, have you ever had, had them? Yeah. I, I, I used to have sleep paralysis as a kid. I've had some rough nights it's with sleep paralysis. Dude. It is scary. Because for some reason, like... You're awake and conscious, but for some reason you feel the need to like move and but the can't. last thing you can do is move. So you're like looking at the ceiling and in your head, like yelling at the top, at yeah. the top of yeah. your lungs. That's literally what it was like. It was, and I, although it wasn't, maybe ho- you squirm like an inch, but you can't move. It wasn't hallucinatory experience, but it was the most like out of body experience I've ever had. Like it was mm. horrifying. Yeah. Man, I I saw this documentary um, a couple months ago about people who who have like near death experiences, or they like medically or not medically, but like whatever they technically die, like their heart stopped yeah, beating, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they resuscitate them somehow. They like revive them. Yeah, he was legally dead for eight minutes. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, and they talk about their ex- what they the thought side, they yeah, experienced, yeah, yeah. what they think they experienced in those minutes. Crazy. Absurd, man. There was this one lady talking about how <clears throat> she she was able to perfectly describe the operating room that she was all already like passed out in, like the entire time. Like they were there were people operating on her the entire time. She was unconscious going in and she was unconscious going out. But she was able to recall she was able to describe thing. things in the room, in the hallway. They interview the doctors and the doctors are like what the fuck? <laughs> like, That's how, so is this, how is it's this like, possible? Have you seen uh, fucking what is it? Uh, Doctor Strange. You seen the Doctor What's Strange Doctor movie? Sh- is that Marvel? Yeah. No, nah, I don't. Oh, I don't consume dude. that stuff. Sorry. So Doctor Strange is a doctor. So one of the scenes is like him fighting his corporeal form, like as a ghost outside his, of his, his body. His, his, his corporeal? corporeal form, like his. It's like a lobster. What does that form? mean? Like it? No, it's outside of your body. Like your your basically your your soul. His form. shadow. Yeah, yeah. So that was outside. So you see like two shadows fighting in the emergency room, and then he like hops back into his body to to tell like this like nurse like, hey, hit me again with like fifty cc of whatever. And then he hops back in and starts fighting like with his soul from soul to soul. It's crazy. You should definitely watch Doctor Strange. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I don't like Marvel movies. All right, fuck you. Um, kind of lame. Yeah. So it's interesting though because you got to understand what's happening to the brain at that point. Spider Man right? was good. The original which Spider-Man. Marvel movie. The original Spider-Man. Which was like Sony. Sorry? The original Spider-Man was like Sony. No, Sony was the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Okay, then. It wasn't Marvel. Whatever the first The first Spider-Man. one was Marvel. No. I'm 90%. Well, okay, it was Marvel, but it wasn't should, in the MCU. You should be, you should be it maybe. It was Marvel, but it wasn't in the MCU. What's the difference? The Marvel Cinematic Universe was like the whole 20-year plan where they tied all the movies together. Not interested in semantics. It was a Marvel movie. <laughs> The MCU. Get the fuck out of here with your advanced Marvel terminology. <laughs> Bro, most people know what the MCU is. Like, 90% of people would be able to be like, yeah. You really think if I asked it. 90% of the people on the street, hey, are you familiar with the MCU? They're going to say, oh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, of yes, course. absolutely. There's only one way to find There's out. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Catch us outside of episode five. 
<laughs> we should actually do that. We should start doing like like video like skits involving the public. Like Eric Andre skits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just 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 no, myself we, in in we, olive oil and running the streets. We need to have Eric screaming. Andre on the show. Uh, We're gonna have everybody on the show. We're gonna have Eric Andre on the show. We're gonna have Jordan Peterson on the show. We're gonna have. Um, I don't know what other celebrities are your you interested mom in? on the show. Absolutely. My mom's going to come on the show. My dad's going to come on the show. My dog's going to come yep. on the show. Um, who else? My. Not your dad. No, no. definitely not your dad. <laughs> no chance. Um, okay, no, I was saying though, it's tune in for episode five. <laughs> hey, shit gets <laughs> Where real. We're going to hunt. Shit gets real. Dad, dark. dad hunters. <laughs> shit, shit gets real dark in episode five. So, what happens to your brain when you die, right? Like, or right before death is your brain Stops. floods with DMT, right? It's Don't you also, like, release your bowels? That, too. Yeah. That's once you're actually, like, dead, though. It's going to be a sweet feeling. What your mind does when people say they see the light or they see their life flash before their eyes, it's when DMT is flooding your brain to try and make you okay with death, right? That's what's happening. And Yeah. Um, so it's so interesting to think of these people that went through that death experience, right? That got the flood of their brains through DMT. And it's basically as can be as wild as what happens when you take a DMT, uh, hallucinogen, hallucinogen trip now, right? How crazy of halluc- uh, hallucinations you can have, yep. it would be the same thing. So to trust though, that what they saw is what's out there after, of, you know, it's, there's absolutely no way it's whatever your, your brain and your consciousness pushed forth. To well, come up with in your last seconds of, of living, right? The freakiest part about all of these near-death experiences and DMT simultaneously, because there's overlap there supposedly. If we if if we take it as truth that um, if we take it as truth that there is indeed um, like a DMT release in your brain when you die, is that like uh-huh. like hundred percent? Right. Okay, so um, everybody reports just about the same thing when they do DMT and same with the people who have these near-death experiences. You know what happens to them? They say in some way, shape or form, they get pulled, like physically pulled from like their body or their present circumstance. Um, and there's like a, there's like a movement there. Like they get taken from one place to another, like it's a realm or like a room or something, something they are not in the place they initially were. Um, Usually something is grabbing them and pulling them there, whether it's a hand or like a force or something, and they get placed in a room or some space of some kind, and there are other like figures or people or beings of some kind there. People have described them as aliens, as elves, as just other people, right? They're usually in like a circle, and you're in the circle with them. Either they're making sense or they're making no No sense sense at all. So this one lady in this documentary talks about how... They said that one of her sons is going to die oh. like seven years from the date Shut that up. she Shut died. Shut up, bro. Her son died spontaneously about within, a, within half a year of that date that they said oh. that date. And she talks about how terrified she was when she was resuscitated. Of just like that was year. Because she, hor- she was mortified. She wouldn't, she wouldn't want to bring it up. And then it happened. Was it before or after? Before or after what? Did the six month like was it oh, before I don't, or after? I don't remember if it was before or after. I think it was after. I think it was after. Okay. Yeah. Because if it was before, that would be creepier. If it was after, it's almost like she could have like willed it into existence. You know what I mean? By like she the, manifested it. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know about that. Well, look, it, it's an interesting topic, right? Like if you found out, if I found out that you were dead, 
Right. Or, or, sorry, when you were going to die. Yeah. Would I, would I tell you or should I tell you? Right. Or would you want to know? That's a good question. It, it actually, it goes back to a really interesting podcast I was listening to. Well, it depends, right? Like if I, if I'm going to die in a year. And I'm fucking hating my life right now. Yeah, then I'd probably, then, probably then, tell hey, me. Yeah. Hey, I'd just be like, hey, you should really try and, like, you know, yeah, man. You get, you get go a life do some things that, yeah. that you want to do. <laughs> yeah, it's just like talking to the kid with cancer, like, hey, buddy, I, you, you thought why, you got over are, cancer? Yeah. Why are the Avengers here? Why are the Avengers here? here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> why did the entire why is the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic Universe, Universe here? <laughs> Yo, hit that. Hit that. Hit that. Touch tips, bro. Let's touch tips. Um,. But no, so I'll tell you a little story of um, was a podcast I was listening to recently. It was Tiger Woods caddy, and there's a weird rule in like one of the PGA Championships where you only get six balls. You uh, six of the same brand balls. If you use more than six, like if you lose more than six of them in the water, you're done. Like you you lose you you forfeit the tournament. So Tiger's caddy. If you lose more than how many? You see, you get six balls. Yeah. So if you lose the sixth, you, you can't finish the mm-hmm. round, and then you get you know you forfeit. So. Tiger's caddy, the night before, I guess, like, fucked up and, like, misplaced the ball. So he only had three. Okay? Oh, no. Tiger's having the round of his life. He's way ahead. He's, like, eight strokes ahead. And he's on hole 16. Okay? He hasn't lost a ball yet. He's on the 16th hole. He takes a drive, and he puts it in the water. The caddy gives it to him, gives him the second ball, and puts another one in the water. So he's down to his last ball. Right? He goes to hand him the ball. You've never seen a driver... Penetrate a man's skull harder than in that moment. <laughs> no, no, so he didn't tell him, right? He he was oh. fa- so he was faced with the decision of do I tell Tiger right now that this is his last ball, and if I do that, he'll probably play worse or he won't go for it as hard, or whatever, right? So is the reason that I know this right now because he lost that last ball? No, he, no, he didn't lose the oh, ball. What? So the the caddy decided not to tell him. He gave him the ball. Tiger hit it very well. It finished off the next two holes. Mm. He didn't even tell him like that year. He like waited like a year later to then eventually. Oh, tell I would. Him what I would never say dude, a word. He, this was Tiger. Tiger's caddy of like twenty years, right? Yeah. Like it didn't matter though. If you do this and you fuck that up that royally, you lose your job, right? That's the end of your 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 job. Yeah. You've one hundred percent lost your job. So this man's career is on the line because he forgot to bring these three balls. He those last two holes must have been absolutely shitting himself. Tell me they didn't provide the balls the no, day of. It, Golf is weird like that, man. Like they're they you gotta come with the like shit ready. Like thing, yeah. It's just it's like at Wimbledon that you have you have to wear all white if you wear anything. Mm-hmm. They're fucking weird rules. Damn. So do you think that um, if he told Tiger, he would have he like bro he he was so far ahead that like he really couldn't have fucked up. But but like if he if he got in his head and 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 fucked up the rest of the match, then then again he's fired. Like he's fired either way. <laughs> Well, I guess it depends on the hole, but, like, the margin of error, like, losing the ball, especially if you play at that level, probably pretty small. Like, how often are people losing balls? No, so, like, this one hole on 16 is, like, right next to the water. So, the pin is right mm. next to the water. So, mm-hmm. that's why if you're really going to go for it, people lose a lot of balls. Wow. But it t- took a lot of balls for uh, that, ca- <laughs> that caddy to... Yeah, the extra three balls were consumed by his balls because he had so much balls in that They were moment. huge, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Are we at an hour? That's a good question. It doesn't say. I thought it said. No. I don't know how long has it been. <laughs> I think an hour. Let's ask the fans. You guys want to hear us talk some more? Oh, are we gonna have another bet as of last time? <laughs> are we gonna... Oh yeah. no, no, we're not. You're not trying to lose another no, ten not. bucks. No, we're not. No, we're not. Nah, fam. Um, 
I got kick. I got football kickoff in an hour. I'm fired up. What are you? Uh, are you just watching the game? Yeah, and fantasy. So yeah, you having your boys over? Yeah, it's a boys' night. Thursday night football, baby. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, <sighs> yeah, we had our we had our fantasy draft two nights ago, mm-hmm. and it's my favorite part of the year. We all get together, all ten of us, live, like offline. And we just rubbing each other's backs, one hundred percent, and just get other. really excited for yeah. football, and you know, we really just loosening up, you know, pig skin around his calves, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the rest of the skin, yeah. But so no, so we yeah. offline draft. We spend quite a bit of money on the like stickers, so the board has like the guys' names and their like little yeah. I watched, I watched picture. a couple of my buddies do that last yeah. weekend, yeah. Um, and it's, it's like Chinese. Just, day, man. It literally took us like four hours to to draft. It was so much fun. But one of my buddies calls me today and goes, yo, my fucking RB2 that I drafted, he's being investigated for murder. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the day after we drafted, he's being investigated for murder. He's likely not going to play. So he's like, I'm going to fucking Bro, he's, wow. He's ready to, to, to quit the league. <laughs> you got to start running credit checks on your fucking football players before you, uh, before you assign them to your team. Well, yeah, it's like why no one drafted Deshaun Watson this year. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he's going through, uh, you know what he's going through? He's, no, man, he's I, don't, being, I don't know what Deshaun getting, Watson's going through. Deshaun Watson's getting me would by like 30 massage therapists oh my God. that are all like, yeah, like like one of them came out and was like, he like aggressively asked me to like touch his cock at the end of the massage. And like <laughs> I did it, but it was, you know, I, I didn't like it or like I felt kind of forced to. And then like 30 more are coming out being like, wow. yeah, yeah, he did that to me. Apparently, guy loves getting massages. and, and I feel like at that, novel. yeah, I feel like at that, like if there's that many coming out, it's basically a, a oh, done it's, deal. It, it's, it's a, a pattern. In, <laughs> in the eyes of the court, you know? Right? Yeah. It's just the question is like, firstly, is that even like they, and the fact that they did it, like, is that even illegal? Like, is that... I guess it depends it, on the it, jurisdiction or the, like yeah. it, it depends on the state he was in maybe like I don't know well if that is legal in in and of itself is it then illegal like for him to have because again then are you charging him for rape like what are you charging him for is it solicitation like there's there's all sorts of weird things so regardless though it's a horrible PR look and he like might not get he might get suspended he might not so there's so much like uncertainty with it he actually might get traded to the Dolphins and as you know I'm a Dolphins fan that would be awesome but if he does get to play if he does get to play yes that, that's the problem we're gonna find we out I don't know if he's gonna be able to play he might have forfeited his, his ability to play just to, to get played with yeah yo we should actually do a video where we go in public and ask 10 people if they know what the MCU is we'll run, we'll do a bet we'll do a bet and we'll film it we'll, we'll have uh, that was okay. cool man um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll film it We'll go up to ten people and say, "Hey, we're 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 uh, we we're host a show. We're filming a yeah. show. We we just want to know. Do you know what the MCU? Here's is? an Oreo. Yeah, yeah. facts and snacks. Yeah, I'll be dressed as uh, uh, Spider Man. You can be, you can be dressed as uh, Tinkerbell or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll go ask people if they know what the I'll MCU be, I'll is. I'll be I'll be Captain America. Yeah. Just carry around iron, like like the element. I'll be Iron Man. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been great to have you. <clears throat> Dad jokes for the man. Uh, are we having a guest on next episode? I think so. Most likely. Yeah, we were supposed to have a guest on today. He flopped twice this week. Uh, it's okay, buddy. We love you. I'm going to reach out to, to Kyle. He wanted to be a guest. And yeah. Yeah. He uh, uh, seems like a serious dude. It's going to be a serious He's episode. A, yeah, it would be. He and for anybody listening. Interesting life experience. Something. Anybody listening, if you have cool things you want to talk about, hit us up. We'd love to have you on. And... Uh, Stay, uh, stay factual. Stay factual. Stay snacky. Yeah. Cheers. And we're no longer live.